Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and today is Tuesday, right? During COVID-19 quarantine, sometimes it is hard to figure it out, but hopefully life gets a little bit back more to normal. In the sports world, things are blazing. I mean, it has been nonstop, so I've got some goods for you on the way to Joe Rose Show. Talking to Manish Mehta, it's always good to hear a Jets beat reporter beat down on the Jets. Hopefully we can beat down on the Jets twice this year. Come on, Dolphins. In the Dan Levitard Show, they're saying Miami has America's teams. Heat? Huh? Dolphins? Huh? Marlins? Woo! And woo! Hawk and Crowder getting us ready for Game 5. Right now, I want to get you ready with some headlines. Tonight at 6.30, it's Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals between Miami and Boston. At 9, it's Game 7 of the Denver Clippers series. On Monday Night Football, the Steelers down the Giants 26-16, and the Titans beat the Broncos 16-14. Miami plays in Buffalo Sunday at 1 here on 560 The Joe. The Marlins took 5 of 7 from the Phillies. Miami plays Boston today at 6.40. ABC will air the Kane Seminoles game at 7.30 on September 26th. This Saturday, Miami plays at Louisville at 7.30 here on 560 The Joe. Nebraska officials say the Big Ten will make a decision today on when or if they will hold a football season this year. The Dolphins have cut third-string QB Jake Rudock and signed Reed Sinet. Sinet is an undrafted rookie of the University of San Diego. Sources say Major League Baseball has reached an agreement with the players on details about the playoff bubble. The World Series will be played at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, starting October 20th. Tonight at 8 in Game 5 of the NHL Eastern Conference Finals, Tampa will take on the Islanders with the Lightning up 3-1 in the series. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. The mansion used for wide shots in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has been listed for five nights on Airbnb. 
I don't need five nights. I just need someone to throw me out the front door like DJ Jazzy Jeff. An 88-year-old man has piecemealed enough walking to circumvent the globe. He will complete his final mile this week. Great, now even the elderly are more athletic than I am. AI robots in Korea are being used to serve people in restaurants in an attempt to protect users during the COVID pandemic. Guarantee those robots are still asking for tips. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures around 80. This morning, the Joe Rose Show, make you feel good. Well, as long as you're not a Jets fan. And if you're a Jets fan, make you feel even more terrible. They're talking to beat writer Manish Mehta about, is Gase gone? Is he developing a Sam Darnold? The Levon Bell situation in New York? And who has the final call and final say on Gase's future with the organization? I got to ask you. There were a lot of people after the game, and it wasn't just you. National said Adam Gase got to go after the first game. I was a little surprised after just one game against a good Buffalo team. What was it had so many people fired up that didn't look right in week one? Well, they were a train wreck. Uh, You know, and as you guys know, I'm probably Adam Gase's biggest critic. I wouldn't fire him after one game. That's a bit extreme. I don't think they were nearly as bad as they showed in week one. I don't think they're a particularly good team, but uh, everything that could go wrong did right from the jump. They didn't look prepared offensively. They don't have the personnel defensively, specifically on the back end, and that's why before you knew it, they were down 21 nothing, and they had a window-dressing touchdown in the final minute of the game to make it a little bit respectable on the score. Uh, board, but uh, the reality is that they were never really in this game. Manish, if Sam Darnold doesn't turn into a very good quarterback in the NFL, Adam Gase is going to get all the, uh, the the toast for that, right? Like, that's that's the main reason why he was brought in, or one of them at least? Well, that's the primary reason he was hired. There's no other reason to hire him, uh, you know, given his failures in Miami. I don't have to detail all that with you guys. You're well aware of it. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic, though, with Darnold because he didn't look particularly good yesterday, and obviously, you know, there's a long season ahead, but if he doesn't improve, uh, there's going to be questions uh, about whether Darnold is the issue or whether Gase is the issue or whether it's a combination of the two. You know, I'm of the belief that this is a talented young player, only 23 years old, and if you don't surround him with the proper people, uh, both you know, in terms of in the huddle and teaching him, he's never going to succeed. And this is such a delicate part of a young quarterback's development. Uh, if you don't have the pieces around him and if you don't have the proper teacher, the guy's going to be ruined. And, you know, I-, I hope that doesn't happen for Sam Darnold. I need to see vast improvement over the next, you know, three months before I can determine whether, uh, you know, the Jets made the right decision. I think they did, but uh, it would be the worst thing for this franchise if they ruined this kid because they didn't have weapons around him and if they uh, didn't bring in the right coach for him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I know he injured his hamstring. Looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks, but the Le'Veon Bell, Adam Gase stuff that's gone back and forth since he's been here, whether it's a practice, whether it's being on a different page uh, with a zillion different things, it really is amazing. Is it lack of communication? Is it just two weird personalities? What is the problem there? Well, look, I think Le'Veon Bell made the right decision for him personally when he signed with the Jets because they offered him the most money. In effect, it was a two-year, $28 million deal, much more than any other team was willing to offer him in terms of guarantees. So from that standpoint, I think he's happy with the decision. But from a strictly football and career standpoint, I think he made a terrible decision. And I think that this was a guy who was on a Hall of Fame track when we last saw him in Pittsburgh and his career 
uh, has gone you know right down the toilet. Uh, and I think part of that is because of the head coach and the offense. They've never been on the same page because this offense doesn't run through one running back. This is a coach who likes to rotate guys in, as you guys are fully aware. And he wasn't used right last year. He came into this season in incredible shape, the lightest he's ever been, really motivated to do well. And then he got a freak hamstring injury on a play in which he was held. It would have been a walk-in 20-some-odd-yard touchdown catch, but it was held by a Bills linebacker. So an unfortunate start for him. As you guys know, hamstring injuries are tricky to diagnose. Who knows how long he'll actually be out, but right. it's uh, he's, he's off to a bad start this year for sure. I was just going to ask, and just kind of uh, with the Le'Veon Bell situation, you've covered this franchise for a while now. What, what do you think was a worse decision to make, trading Jamal Adams or signing Le'Veon Bell? Well, look, Le'Veon Bell is about uh, money and short-term, a two-year window. Jamal Adams is a 24-year-old superstar player who proved that yet again in his first game with the Seahawks. Uh, trading that player away, uh, I think it was a colossal mistake, and you know, barring injury, to me, Jamal Adams is uh, going to be a perennial all-pro. He's already been a pro bowler twice in the first three years. That was by far the bigger mistake because that's a mistake that could have an impact on this franchise for the next decade. What's the relationship right now as far as who's calling the shots? It, it can't be 50-50. Adam Gase or Joe Douglas, the new general manager? Well, you know how it works typically on the NFL calendar. The general manager hands things off to the head coach when the season begins. So it's an Adam Gase production right now. Now, look, they're going to shuffle guys in from a roster standpoint uh, here and there. Uh, but we're talking about marginal, you know, middling players at best. Uh, the bulk of the work that Joe Douglas was going to do is over, just like it is for, for all general managers. At this point, for the next three or four months, it's, it's all about what Adam Gase is going to do with what has been given to him and what he participated in. He participated in, in structuring this roster. I just think there's an arrogance and a defiance there, which is really strange. They just got their doors blown out. And then yesterday, after reflection, you would think that a coach would be contrite, humble, take some responsibility. Adam Gates was none of that. He said in hindsight he wouldn't have changed anything from a play-calling perspective uh, based on what the Bills were doing defensively. To me, that's a loser's mindset. Uh, you know, offense is attack. They're supposed to be on the tack. They're supposed to dictate terms. And you know, after the game, Adam Gates said, look, guys were open, we didn't make the throws, or guys were open and guys dropped the ball. So he, in effect, threw his quarterback and his receivers under the bus, as he's typical, as he typically does. He didn't take responsibility on Sunday after the game. He didn't take responsibility yesterday. And I think that's probably at the root of the problem with Adam Gase and with the New York Jets right now. Were you, were you talking about Adam with the Dolphins, or was that with the Jets you just said that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure which guy you were just talking about when you said that. I mean, that's his DNA, right? And it's unfortunate because you, you would think a guy would grow and learn from his mistakes uh, as a first time head coach, but I have seen none of that. Uh, I didn't see any of that last year. I didn't see any of that after the game in week one. This is a guy who's rigid. He's set in his ways. He's a fast talker. He's a good salesman. That's obviously how he got the job the second time around as a head coach in the NFL, but uh, there's a difference between talking about coaching and actually producing as a head coach, and the results are pretty evident. He is a poor head coach, and he talks a good game, and he rarely backs it up. Who uh, who would have final say for him losing the job? Where, would that have to come from overseas? or, or no, Nobody here can make that decision, correct? Yeah, I think that's an ownership decision, and as you just alluded to, Woody Johnson is in the U.K. right now as the Trump ambassador. Uh, now, he could be back. 
before the season is over, and uh, he ultimately will call the shots. His brother, Christopher Johnson, made the Adam Gase hire. All in with Adam Gase. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you got him in a private moment, he might admit that he made a mistake, but this is a uh, an executive who's described Adam Gase as a quote-unquote innovator who was, quote, coaching football to where it's going. And the only place I've seen the Jet offense going over the last uh, year and a half is backwards. Does Adam make it through the whole season? I think so. The Jets' uh, ownership typically does not fire guys in season. You know, something would have to go drastically wrong. Uh, you know, maybe you know, he would have to do something egregious, maybe say something untoward uh, at the owner. That wouldn't be unprecedented for him. But uh, you know, anything short of that, I think, would guarantee that uh, you know, he would be coaching for the season, for the entire season. Uh, the, the wheels would really have to completely come off for them to make a change in season because that's typically not how the Johnsons do it. Before we let you go, how- how are you doing with him with all this stuff? Like, how does he treat you day to day? I know you don't see each other face to face in the new rules and regulations of COVID-19, but what what is it like? Is it awkward? Or he obviously knows and reads everything, knows everything that's out there. So so how is it with you guys? Yeah, look, he, he obviously reads everything and tells everyone he reads nothing. Uh, nobody well, believes that's that. A lie. Uh, of course <laughs> that's that a is. Lie. Uh, uh, look, m- my job is to report is what, what what's happening. If he, if he does well, as he did uh, over a few game stretch against some bad teams last year you have to commend him you have to praise him uh, the bottom line is you have to hold him accountable uh, the, the, you know, that's the job of a reporter the reporter's job is not to be the story the reporter's job is to, to be straight to be honest and to hold decision makers accountable whether that's Adam Gase or Joe Douglas or Christopher Johnson that's what we have to do you don't drink the Kool-Aid you, you're not a member of the organization you don't work for the PR staff there are other people who are conduit for the head coach and they have the reasons for doing that my job is to hold him accountable. If things are going well, you, you know, you praise him for it. If things are not going well, you don't pretend that things are. Thanks, Manish. We really appreciate you coming on, man. Really Always. do. Thank you so much. Anytime, guys. Take care. Always up for some good Jets bashing the Joe Rose Show. Zach Krentz and Hollywood along with him. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. You get up and you get your Joe in your system. It's always great. It's always good. And it's always great and always good with the Dan Lebetard Show. They're talking about Miami and Miami having America's teams next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 The Joe. I am Dan Day on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. And not the only Dan that works at this radio station. In fact, we have a couple of them, a lot of them, in fact. But one of the main man Dans, Dan Lebetard. Weekdays from 10 to noon now here on 560 The Joe. Listen, laugh, enjoy. Right now, he and the guys talking about Miami has America's teams, and we are all homers. Greg Cody, forever the homer. Chris Cody, his son, is laughing at uh, Will Manso of, uh, you know, he is a Heat broadcaster, Channel 10 broadcaster, saying uh, only offering the predictions of Heat and 4, Heat and 5, Heat and 6, or Heat and 7. Greg Cody is calling the Miami Heat America's team, even though no one outside of Miami is rooting for America's team. And he's calling uh, the Marlins America's team as well, even though he already called the Heat America's team and no one outside of Miami is uh, no one outside of Miami can name a couple of Marlins like you just got no shot Uh, so Greg Cody uh, go ahead and give us your Homer analysis as the dinosaur columnist over four decades whose voice sounds like all four of those decades have been soaked in whiskey and cigarettes Give us uh, your analysis as the Miami Heat homer. We finally have games that we care about. The pandemic, 2020, nothing stranger 
then the Marlins are playing in games this uh, this week that matter, and they're playing against the Red Sox, and the Red Sox do not care what happens in those games because the Red Sox are god-awful. Go ahead and make the argument. Miami is America's team in both baseball and basketball. Yeah, the Marlins are Miami's um, cherished uh, team. They're America's team because of the very anonymity you mentioned. Nobody expects anything of the Marlins. They're rebuilding. They're starting from the ground up. Nobody knows who they are. Mattingly's the manager of the year. They're the surprise in all of MLB. And so they're America's team. The Heat are America's team because they're the opposite of the big three era Heat, which was the perennial favorite expected to win every game. This Heat team, a lot of people thought they were going to lose to Indiana, whom they swept. Uh, Then they beat the number one seed, Milwaukee. Now, um, ESPN's basketball power index uh, says the Celtics have a 69% chance to win. So the Heat are big underdogs nice. yet again. And I think there's a, there's a real a Cinderella quality to the Heat's playoff run right now. I think that makes them a fun team to watch. And I do think they're a likable team. Uh, I think when you've got somebody like Tyler Hero, 20 years old, uh, on such a big stage, I, I think there's a lot to like about the Heat. And I know that's a parochial opinion, but I also think it's an accurate one. Greg, I think you're right on the Marlins. With the Heat, though, here's the problem. The Heat are standing in the way of something the rest of the country wants to see. They want to see, you know, Lakers, Celtics, or maybe Clippers, Celtics, but certainly Lakers, Celtics. Are you sure about this? Like, I, think, what, I think the country would like I mean, to see but Lakers, you're doing, Celtics. Are you doing 1980s? Like, is that what you're doing it based on? I'm doing, doing 2000s also with Kobe and Paul Pierce and, and Ron Artest. Lebr- you think and, that's more interesting than LeBron against I think the Celtics and Lakers are always more interesting. I think for the rest of the but country. You can't really say the Celtics team is all that interesting. You could like it as a team. You could say that you enjoy watching them you could say that they're going to win the series but i don't think people are looking at that team and saying wow that's an interesting celtics team no but it's more about the uniforms and the cities it's boston it's la it's tradition i think people would like to see jason tatum against lebron james i think they would certainly like to see that the people who run this network would certainly like to see that more than the heat versus either of those teams because they know the ratings are going to be monstrous for those games it's because of the history and the laundry but there's no actual history between this core celtics team and that core Lakers team there is actual history between LeBron and the Miami Heat and I understand 80s and and whatnot I mean the the demo that you're going after remembers LeBron with the Heat more than they remember the classic battles of the Celtics and Lakers you think they remember that more than the Kobe Laker teams going against those Celtic teams with Paul Pierce yeah they remember that but two entirely different teams there's no anchor to that pass there is an anchor and easy story to tell this is the first time if it happens, and that's a big gift because LeBron's got to get through the Clippers or maybe the Nuggets, maybe the Nuggets. to the detriment of everybody. But, I mean, you have a, a brilliant story to tell that you've never been able to say that story. You've never been able to see that play out. You got close, but then Chris Bosh's blood clots ruined what would have been something that LeBron seemingly didn't want any part of. Now it's different, neutral court. It won't be as poisonous around him, but it's a cool story that we haven't seen for a player that's 35 years old. I mean, we're, we're a long way in to start covering new ground with this guy. Let's go Heat. Let's go Marlins. Let's go Dolphins. Let's go Inter-Miami men in pink flamingos. Okay, that last one doesn't really roll off the tongue, but nonetheless, got to be excited about sports here in the 305 and all of South Florida nowadays because they're going. Oh, yeah, they're going. Hawk and Crowder, they're going next, and they're getting you ready for game one 
here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and if you know me, you know I like to give a little cheers to, especially when it comes to funky Buddha brews. You cheers up, then you drink up, and that's exactly what we're doing right now, getting the whole team together. Hawk, Crowder, Solana, Dono, Jay Fig, and myself, plus couple people call in and give a little cheers to all right we play cheers too and you have a chance to win fifty dollars from our friends at funky buddha brewery that you could use at the funky buddha tap room in oakland park we love that place they are open again they are following all the social distancing protocols they are keeping it safe for you so you can enjoy their great food and their great drinks and uh, as we get ready for the Eastern Conference Finals tonight and football is underway, you'd want to make sure you have plenty of funky Buddha on tap at your house or you visit the tap room and enjoy some of their great food and drinks. But in your fridge during, uh, during this time of year, you better have some hop gun, some uh, funky Buddha hard seltzers, all that stuff. That's, that's, a, that's a must-have during this time of year. All right, let's, uh, let's hear the big open for Cheers to Solana. It's Cheers 2. We love Funky Buddha so bad. It's Cheers 2. We love Funky Buddha so bad. Hopkin Crowder. Love Cheers 2. Let's play Cheers 2, Work of art, that song. That is art. That you would want to own on vinyl. No. And cassette. <laughs> it was good. A track. Laser disc. Dono, you strike me as the kind of guy that would have had a laser disc player back in the Never day. had a laser disc player. No? I, uh, I, my, my dad has a bunch of vinyl, like old stuff. Like he's got Dark Side of the Moon, some Italian records, but I don't have a, a record player. He doesn't have a record player either. <laughs> don't get us started. What's up? Uh, no, let him enjoy his collection. What, Dono is here. What? It's not really a collection. So it's not really a collection. He just hasn't thrown them out from 40, 50 years ago. I think that's really what it is. Hello? Yep. Just uh, <laughs> letting it all sink in. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Dono is filling in for Crowder tomorrow, by the way. Dono will join me on the show. Crowder is finally, he told us the story on... Uh, Yes. Was it last Thursday or so? It was Tuesday, wasn't it? Tuesday? Yeah, Wednesday. It was, it was the day off, after. No, it was the day Tuesday. after. Yeah. yeah, I told you Wednesday, but Tuesday I was supposed to have the vasectomy, and then they found too much scar tissue in my pelvis from all my injuries. So now they're putting me under. They're putting me in general anesthesia tomorrow so that it can really get inside my groin and make sure I can't have any more babies. Oh, you're going to get that propofol tomorrow. And propyl follow me. I'm going to tell oh, them to give me a little bit the in the, in the little, little jar. See if they can. Oh, do I love that propofol. <laughs> I'm going to wake up uh, and say, Doc, throw something, in this little, throw something in my pocket right here. Jen Figueroa is with us. Hello, Jen. Hello, Dono. If your dad's going to throw away those records, you can send them my way. There you go. You got a right. recipient. Uh, Dan Day is here. Hello, Daniel. 
guys? I can, can you, you can hear me now. There you are. Oh my right. goodness, it feels like it's a radio conjugal visit for me. I've been on <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> a radio conjugal visit. What a great term. Dan Day is getting ready. He will be producing the uh, heat broadcast Ooh. on 790 The Ticket this evening. So oh, you here know he what is. Goes on in those <laughs> oh, listen. And if that's what Dan wants to do right now, I'm in, man. I throw caution to the wind. My stomach hurts. I got to go home. <laughs> a whop for days. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. We're getting fired. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go around the room. We'll give our cheers to them. We'll go to the phone calls here. I am giving cheers to Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet for providing a great call on the early game last night on Monday Night Football. I loved hearing them do an NFL game. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I uh, I would love for them to be able to do Monday Night Football on a regular basis because I love. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet. And and along that same line of thinking, a quick cheers to Kevin Harlan, who has become far and away my favorite NBA announcer during these bubble games. He is so flipping good. So cheers to them. Crowder, who are you giving cheers to today? I am giving cheers to Eric Reed, the unemployed safety that called at the NFL for putting Colin Kaepernick in a video, and Colin Kaepernick's unemployed, and also Eric Reed is unemployed. And it's funny that Eric Reed started 16 games last year and doesn't have a job, and he's the one that is backing Colin Kaepernick the most. And, oh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. So Eric Reed calling at the NFL for blackballing them both because they're fighting for social justice, and everybody's acting like, oh, the NFL came around. The NFL has not come around because we saw everybody boo the people that need, uh, uh, went in the middle of the field in the Kansas City game to fight for social justice, and people are booing them, and it wasn't even during the national anthem. So, Eric Reed, thank you for putting it back on the table of what's really going on right now with the NFL. Somebody texts in, Crowder is out tomorrow. Guess I'll have to listen to 560. Well, I got a surprise for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but you do that. All right, Solana, who are you giving cheers to today? I'm giving cheers to everybody who is associated with the Miami Dolphins radio broadcast on Sunday. Channing Crowder, who's on this show, Chris Whittingham, Zach Duarte, Rashad Butler, and a very special cheers to Jason Taylor, along with Joe Rose and Jimmy Cephalo. They made their uh, Jason Taylor made his debut, and he was phenomenal. And uh, I think we had a from top to bottom, along with all the producers, a wonderful broadcast. Solana is the executive producer of the uh, Dolphins broadcasts on the station. And from what I've heard, you deserve some cheers, too, that you did a phenomenal job. So well well done out of you. Thank you thank and uh, you guys will do it again on uh, Sunday, right? 9 a.m. pregame show? Yep, 9 a.m. pregame show. All right. Uh, Jen Figueroa, who are you giving cheers to? As simple as it sounds, my cheers, too, goes to people who know what side of the road to drive on. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Me All leaving right. my house today as I was turning right from the other side of the road. Somebody was turning into my lane, and I'm like, but why? All right. I got confused at the end, but I think <laughs> I got too. the general gist of it. Yeah. Uh, Dono, who are you giving <laughs> cheers to? <laughs> I am giving my cheers to Mark Hockman. What? And Viva Hawk Vegas. Oh, that's oh, right. So from one week to the next, I go from 0 and 3 and humiliation uh, to 3 and 0 
And Hawk, by the way, Venmo, within minutes of my win, Hawkman Venmoed me the 100 bucks. So great Rocky story, rag to riches, American dream. <laughs> Honestly, I made more money with Viva Hawk Vegas than I have in several visits to Las Vegas. So thank you. <laughs> hey, rags to riches story. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Excellent, Dono. Dan Day, who are you giving cheers to? Cheers to Dak Prescott. Not only really? does he, yeah, not only does he put up with all the foolishness that goes on in Jerry World and the Cowboys. Last week he came out about his mental health during this quarantine and how oh, it's yeah. affected him, yeah. and how his brother's suicide. And being a big, strong football player, it's just great to hear someone that's open about it and just trying to help out and letting everybody know that it's okay during this quarantine to maybe have some mental lapses and have some troubles. Right? No doubt. That's a good one. Uh, we are running out of time here. We've gone way long. Omar in Fort Lauderdale. Let's try to get through a couple of these real quick. Omar in Fort Lauderdale. Who are you giving cheers to? The Miami Heat. They're going to send the Boston Celtics smoking out of town. <laughs> That's a good, strong, concise one. That one is tough to argue with. Miami Heat. They're going to do it tonight. Rocco in Hollywood. Who are you giving cheers to, Rocco? Hey, I'm giving cheers to the UM football team and a special cheers to Bailey and to Dak Zagaki with uh, their rendition of the searing pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Joe Zagaki, Don Bailey Jr., UM football, they brought it strong. Dono, did you hear uh, Don Bailey's uh, funny lines that he worked in uh, to the broadcast? I, you know, honestly, uh, I only listened to the first half. Actually, you know what? I didn't listen to much of it because I was doing halftime from home watching on TV. I don't know why I had to be so long-winded, but no, I didn't hear the line. <laughs> it, was like a, uh, it was like a Solana answer there. I maybe to tomorrow, <laughs> Solana, maybe tomorrow we can uh, replay some of the DBJ calls that we played on Friday. Yep, just uh, really quickly, I have Searing Pain here from DBJ. Oh, this is Don Bailey pain. Jr. No, no, give him the – can you find the whole uh, the whole call there? Because yep. Jay Fig will like this too. It, Don it. Bailey Jr. working in your Searing pain into the broadcast personal foul targeting number five uh. defense 15 yard penalty the previous play is under further review now biggest problem that amari carter has a staying in a game oh, no. Ah, no way come on he got he took the blow he from ground actually he went, exactly he couldn't go any lower nope oh searing pain <laughs> absolute searing I'm going to talk to him later. That was <laughs> excellent. That was great. Joaquin in Davie. Who are you giving cheers to, Joaquin? I'm giving cheers to the Dallas Star for making a Stanley Cup final for the first time in 20 years. Ah, very well done. Yeah. We, uh... All right, let's pick a winner because we're so we're so late on time here. Uh, for me, it's a it's a no brainer. It's Omar in Fort Lauderdale, which was caller one. Miami Heat tonight is Eastern Conference Finals game one. I am all about it, about it. Oh, can we give that to DBJ this week? About it, oh, about yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Like Joe, you think they're gonna be about it, about it tonight? <laughs> like, we'll, work, we'll work on the delivery, fellas. Yeah. But we could give it to them. Are they going to be about it, about it tonight? <laughs> the usage, too. The delivery. Yeah. the delivery and usage of that term needs to be corrected a little bit. Oh, Dan's from New Orleans now. Dan ain't letting you get away with no foolishness. About it, about with, it. with the damn no what no limit soldiers, huh, Dan? About it, about it, baby. I'm about it, about it. <laughs> He's about it, about it. 
I'm with you, right. Hawkey. Got to give it to Omar. I'm with, yeah, I would think you, uh, we might have a clean sweep. Would you agree, Solana? Omar gets it. He brought the culture. Omar's got the guts. He's got the heat in five. He's got the culture. It's Omar. There you go. Omar, $50 at Funky Boot Up Brewery Tap Room in Oakland Park. Thank you, Figgy. Thank you, Dono. Dono, I'll see you tomorrow for the show. See you tomorrow. Dan Day, have a great heat broadcast tonight on 790 The Ticket. And uh, that'll wrap up. Cheers, too. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more Hockman and Crowder. Unfortunately, this is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Hawk and Crowder. The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Duncan. Cheers to you. Thank you so much. Let's do it again. Let's get over the hump tomorrow, 6 o'clock, right here on 560 The Joe with the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.